Live on Junkhead, we've got Jack from Kansas City. How you doing, Jack? Doing pretty good. How about you? I'm I'm doing all right. Um, for the listeners at home, we I just uh, did Jack's podcast, that pointless podcast. It was pretty cool. I, I had a lot of fun. There were some good riffs on there. I can't wait for that to come out. We'll be sure to link you folks up so you can check that out and check out Jack's creative work in general. Um, so, Jack, you're in Kansas City. You've been there, you said, a week. How's that been so far? Um, it's been chill. We, I, I just came to – I moved into my apartment, and I were just kind of chilling here. I've got some – podcasting stuff set up with my friend for our production company but other than that just going to school remote wise and going to classes chilling out nothing else much <laughs> i i feel it what what's it like to uh go to school you know via like remote rec- like like you know on zoom and stuff like that i mean i I, I have, you know, no frame of reference like that. And I, I imagine it's got to be a little frustrating because, you know, part of the enjoyment of going to college is, you know, even though the classes may be annoying, you get to see new people and meet them and stuff like that. Do they have like some kind of social mixing to where you guys can kind of run into each other, if you will? Now, as of what I know, they haven't had one yet. And I'm pretty chill here. I'm just meeting with people on the podcast, but there is some weird things that have happened. We normally use zoom and normally everyone stays muted, but people unmute themselves on accident sometimes. And weird things come over the audio. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> was one time Give I me heard an example. I, I was in my marketing class and this one dude, he unmuted on accident and you just heard like, you know, he was going <sighs> and you could hear him just, I, th- I think it was screwing someone. And, and it, was, <laughs> it was a little awkward for a moment there. And then the teacher was just like, hey, uh, just a reminder, we need to have our microphones off during class. And she, she just didn't address the noise at all. <laughs> oh, my God. I mean, that that makes a lot of sense. I mean, in my head, I was kind of picturing like, people like accidentally like ripping bongs in the middle of like class and you just hear that like (laughs) like sound like over like the the speaker or whatever but oh my god this band was straight up having sex during zoom class yeah i mean you don't have to have your video on for most classes so it's just like you do what you want (laughs) the teacher has no idea but if you accidentally hit all a and unmute you're you're kind of (laughs) screwed It just is what it is. That's that. Wow. I, 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 cause I have some, uh, some friends who are, you know, taking different classes. Uh, my, actually my sister's in school right now doing some stuff. And I, I, I never even thought about something like that. That is, that is incredible. I mean, how many, how many students is it like large meeting rooms with like 30 40 50 people or do they kind of keep it more like in the 20 to 30 range most of my classes aren't that popular i, I take kind of obscure classes so it, it's normally around like 20 people oh okay what yeah. what year are you in are you like uh i'm a your... freshman freshman, freshman cool, undergrad cool. hell yeah man yeah. hell yeah 
So I, I mean, I bet you're, you know, super stoked because uh, you said you're originally from Omaha. I bet you're super stoked uh, to, you know, kind of get away from where you grew up or, oh, you know, where you spent a lot of time. Definitely. I've, There's no what's, way, no doubt about that. What's Omaha like? Omaha's pretty chill. I, I used to bike a lot in Omaha. I, I haven't been able to go cycling much this week yet, but in Omaha, I used to do a lot of cycling. That was fun. Um, you see some weird crap while you're cycling. I don't know. People do weird things or wear weird things. I once saw this dude just like wearing an inflatable suit of some sort and just walking along the road. I don't know. It's like a, he wore a black jumpsuit. I think it was this. I'm not a hundred percent sure. It was like a black jumpsuit and then like a very thin, like inflated pink veil. Like 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 a giant marshmallow coating. <laughs> wow. He he went full he went all out on his outfits that day. Yeah. That's a, that's incredible. I I I can relate though. I um in like where I'm from, they have like this, uh, and I'm sure Omaha probably has a similar thing, but it's like, uh, like a good 30, 40, 50 mile long, like bicycle trail. That's like connects like four or five different cities and you can like ride through it and yeah. like go to all these different places. And one of the places that the bike trail goes through is this town called yellow Springs and yellow Springs is this, very very cool like just very hip very like left of center like small town in the middle of ohio it's it's just like this like mecca of like hippie culture and like kind of left-wing vibes and stuff like that it's got like it's it's like randomly like celebs will come there and just like hang out for no reason it just it's like it's like a like a unknown gym if you will so that sounds you, awesome. <laughs> oh, it's it's beautiful. I high if you come to Ohio, that is like definitely one of the places to check out. It is it's so cute. You just walk around the little town and it's it's lovely. Absolutely lovely. I'm so glad that I got to grow up like like five miles from it growing up. But you can take that bike path and like on the far end of the bike path is this town called Springfield and it's pretty conservative especially on the north side it's a very small town ohio kind of vibes people would ride that trail and then get to like yellow springs and the bike trail is next to the park so that'd be people like smoking blunts on the bike trail and just like <laughs> hanging out getting drunk just like it literally would go from like really nobody's on this thing to like it was like that's where a lot of like the folks hang out in like Yellow Springs is like right along that area because you just go into the woods, you know, you're high and drunk and you just like wander around. That was, I mean, it's small town Ohio. What the hell else are you gonna do? That's true. That's true. Um, but I, 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 I love the the cycling thing. I, I like the idea of you know exercise, but I also like my favorite part about exercise and, you know, running and cycling in general is ending up in a new place and just being like, Oh, okay. This is where yeah. I'm at today. I, I don't even use a map normally. I just kind of chill out for a while. And then when I feel like heading home, I turn the map on and find my way home. 
it's, it's, it's just always it. fun to just explore new places it's just chill yeah yeah well and like you i what i love about a bike is that i mean it's so basic but you can just like pedal a little bit and then just like coast for a good yeah. long while and take in the scenery enjoy yourself i mean cycling is underrated i'll state it on the pod yeah it's it's very true it really is lots of people don't use cycling i i kind of wanted to try using it this year as a main main transportation like i haven't gotten a car yet this i didn't bring my car with me i i have a bike i'm planning on using that as my main mode of transportation and it, it, it would just be great to do that yeah good exercise and and everything too well yeah and especially you being in college you know uh i'm sure everything that you kind of need to get to is pretty centralized to your location anyways yeah that's that's super cool um okay well let's pivot off of that so you you do the podcast and like i usually i haven't got the chance to actually uh, talk to anybody that you know host a podcast as well it's usually just oh. guests of different variety and wow. i like what are what are the podcasts that really influence yours like where where are you coming from creatively uh when it comes to podcast creatively right now honestly this is just my brain i i go on the internet and i look up stupid questions and then i ask people the stupid questions Hell yeah. that, that, that's really how it works there is another podcast we're thinking of uh starting that it was inspired by this one on spotify i don't remember what it was called and they just included stories of everyday people and i thought there's a lot of weird stories that people have in their everyday lives i can just utilize that and make a podcast and learn about what unusual experiences people have i feel it i uh it, it kind of reminds me uh um there i'm a big uk comedy fan and uh there's a guy over there called richard herring and richard herring has kind of a if you're familiar with uh like wtf with mark maron it's kind of that vibe but for like uk comics and celebrities of that nature but one of the uh the segments that he does towards the end of the show is he'll just start asking the most wild silly dumb crazy questions that he possibly can to these people just to like catch them off guard and see what answers he can get and i i really appreciated it It, i like it yeah especially especially doing your pod it like it brought out vibes of that and i i feel i tossed some good riffs because of that i've responded well to it yeah i i really i should get more into uk comedy i mean i i I watch John Oliver a lot, but he, he's not really a UK comedian anymore. He's, he's more focused in the US. I should really start looking at UK stand-up comedy. That sounds awesome. Yeah, I, I, uh, I, I won't like go too heavy into it, but um, I highly recommend people like Stuart Lee, Richard Herring. Um, uh, Peep Show is a great television show to start with. That that's a really great fun show that like is instantly relatable to a lot of people. I highly recommend that. Um, so are, are you kind of taking um, like your podcast and are you kind of 
orient like putting it more towards like trying to get more like viewers towards like your eventual YouTube page or do you want this kind of separate or just kind of like a whole brand in general? Right now, the whole thing is we're, we're aiming for a brand. Our production company is the Jinx Sync Productions and we're just working towards a full brand, like a network of like five, six, seven podcasts some YouTube channels. Yeah, we want to get a whole media production company going. Uh, it's going to yeah, take I- a lot of time and a lot of work. Yeah, I might I might have to hook up with you guys and join join the join the gang here, man. Yeah, join. Uh, I I appreciate that because um, you know it, it's a good way. You know, if you have all of these people coming together for one cohesive, you know, not even really idea, but just like this is what we want to run under as our flagship program. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, it just helps like congregate everything. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You can you can put everything together and push it forward. Well, and you know you you keep working hard at it, and you know you never know you might be, you know, doing you know super big time numbers. I mean, with Patreon nowadays, and like oh yeah, that, yeah. Who knows? That would be yeah. amazing. Get those Chapo Trap House numbers, and you'll be doing like real well. But um, man. Speaking of great podcasts and stuff like that, speaking of, you know, just the general creative experience, I usually like to ask, you know, my guest, what are you listening to right now? Do you got any music that's uh, making you feel a certain way? Well, I I like Panic at the Disco. I've been listening to a lot of Panic at the Disco. (laughs) Like their old songs, their new songs, everything. My man's is going in on Brandon Flowers. Hell yeah. That is and awesome. I think I, this uh, it's the first time I've started listening to Taylor Swift. I, I don't know. First time I've ever listened to her. Her music is pretty decent. It's pretty good. Yeah, she um she has taken a lot of heat over the years. Um I uh I I don't personally like listen to her music, but I do find it like pleasant, especially the new album that uh, that kind of more like indie folk type vibes. Uh, yeah, that that's that's a really mature record. I mean, that is that's something that you know shows a lot of artistic growth. And you know, at the end of the day, I even if you like don't like quote-unquote like somebody's music like you still have to kind of give them a head nod for growing and like taking their shit to another place i mean you know that's that's something that you know a really good artist uh you know really strives for do you do you get into you know like uh hip-hop or rock and roll or uh you know metal or uh, electronica any of those things like that i'm i mostly listen to electronic dance music but i i do listen to a lot of bollywood music and that, that's one weird thing i listen to hell hell yeah you'll have yeah. to hook me up with some good bollywood tunes that'd be cool ritviz is great if you want to try him out his music is amazing he's one of the most famous artists in india up, up and coming dude okay awesome awesome edm music it's, it's, it's so great so I, I mean I, I noticed um, I'm gonna par Parthenal Krishna is that correct? Uh, Parthanala Krishna. Parthanala Krishna. 
Okay. It, it's a so, weird name, man. It's hard to pronounce. It, yeah. I, well, I was going to ask, like, are now you, did you, how long have you been in Omaha? Did you like, were you born there? Were your folks? I like, was you know? born in India and then at like six months I moved to Omaha. Damn, dude, that is called yeah. a change of pace from India to the middle of the Midwest. Like, yeah. that is that's that's something else. India is really like fast paced. It's so crazy. Oh my god. Have you uh, have you been back since? Yeah, we've been back a few times. It, one of the greatest things about India, there's no traffic lights there. It, it just like completely changes the vibe when there's no traffic lights. Like everything just seems faster somehow. That's incredible. I, I don't know I, how people drive there, yeah. <laughs> but, but they do well, somehow. And, well, and like you see people in America walking around with like headphones in your ear and like you definitely cannot do that there. Like you have oh, to no. be, <laughs> no. <laughs> be on your on your alert. Yeah. That, no, I, I, I've been utterly fascinated by it. I had a uh, I had a friend that I used to do stand up with and she she eventually like quit and then uh like most stand ups was completely lost for a good two years after they're done because what the fuck do you do after that? And uh she ended up going to India and got like cert like was a, became a certified yogi and was like learning all of that and was like stayed over there for like a good year or two and I, I've always been kind of fascinated by you know that whole uh india and then all of you know like the surrounding countries it just seems like you yeah. know a, a magical place i mean i've only ever been to europe i've never really got to travel to you know asia or africa it's definitely on the list though but it uh it sounds pretty neat now when you so you came here at six months and so you you spent like most of your like adult life here did you yeah to like get any like heavy or anything but did you experience any weirdness coming to the midwest were people weird to you about that or oh no definitely not i omaha's a really chill town i'm just being honest everybody here there's very few people who are like racist or anything i haven't experienced any of that and this school i went to was like there were way too many Indians at that school. There, like my elementary school, there were probably more Indians than there were white people. I'm just being honest. It was weird. That's see that that is fascinating, um, and it, it's really it reminds me of the UK actually because I've I I'm from Ohio and we definitely have like an like a certain amount of like Indian population here, but it's like mostly concentrated to like the urban areas. You tend not to see it in like the smaller towns, which makes yeah. sense. But I've like done some traveling and I've like been to like Kansas and like different like kind of dots in the Midwest. And I have noticed that there is like a, like a sizable Indian population and there's like also maybe Pakistani or, you know, like Chinese or, you know, like Mongolian, just like a, like a way more of an ethnic variety than like most people actually give it credit for. And it reminds me of, um, it's kind of uh, an interesting fact about the UK, but the UK really grew in like the 1950s and 60s because um, 
after after uh, there was a series of historical events that happened in like the Middle East and especially like Iraq and Iran, a, a lot of like Iraqi folks and Iranian folks actually moved to like Middle England, like around like Birmingham, Manchester, Liverpool, and single-handedly reinvented the British cuisine. Yeah, and, Indian food is really popular in Britain too. It's oh yeah, it's a it's a big thing there. And I, I, I just like thank God because I mean if anybody's ever had traditional British food, it's just like oof, oof, woo. I mean, good lord, thank God, thank God that like you know they added this you know richness to their culture and they you know for the better part seem to like really embrace this and let it grow. I mean, obviously, yeah. I'm not saying Britain's perfect, you know, but that's that's interesting man so you're you're in omaha you're you know you're you're you got your friends there you know you you guys so were you like a popular kid in uh school i I was i was like a normal kid i was just the average person you know the kid who just doesn't get picked on or doesn't get paid any attention to in particular you just kind of chill in the corner talk to your group of friends and most of my friends were Indian. That that's one thing. I don't know. Oh, there's yeah. so, th- there's something about like Indian people that we just like gravitate towards each other. It, it, I can, it's really weird. I feel it. I feel it. Yeah. That's that's kind of cool. I um, I I can imagine like when you were in school. I can imagine having like kind of looking around and like, you know, not feeling like, you know, individualized or like kind of like, oh, everybody's like kind of focusing on me. Um, Like there's a certain degree of uh, anonymity to that that I rather appreciate. I I like it a lot. It's genuinely fun to not be noticed because sometimes you can do like really crazy stuff because nobody expects you to do anything. Oh yeah, you, you yeah, just slide like, in there. Yeah, you just like pull pranks, and then they'll just blame it on everyone else because they don't expect <laughs> you to do anything. It's amazing. I love it. Okay, now that's I'm glad that you brought up pranks because uh, we're gonna kind of uh, uh, we're gonna segue kind of into what was your best prank in high school? What what was what was one or a couple? that were just like, man, that, that was good. That was good. Hmm. There was one time where I got like seven or eight people to like almost get scammed and just like congregated them in one area. <laughs> and it was like, it was like a two month thing. Like I was this, I pretended to be this professor from like, I think it was Vanderbilt University. I don't remember. It was some university in like Tennessee. I pretended to be a professor from there who was like stuck in the Philippines. <laughs> I made this whole scam and everything. It was, it took like two months of work, but it, it was so worth it. Oh my God. It was hilarious. That, that is beautiful. That, uh, that is hilarious. Hilarious. Any others, my friend? Let's see. Uh, you can't do that many pranks in American high schools. I did one where I got this random number, this one random guy. He just got called like what 
80, 90 times during the day because I put up posters for like a weird impression contest and I just got people to call this number with a fake $50 prize at the end. There was no prize or anything. I just hung up flyers and we called the guy at the end of the day. He didn't even know what was going on and he just asked, look, you calling for is this for some stupid impression contest i've been hearing this all day he was like pissed for like three minutes straight (laughs) i felt kind of bad but at the same time i was laughing so loud (laughs) oh that is that is good that that is good like i uh it it kind of reminds me of and i since you're like trying to get into comedy, uh, I'll make this recommendation to you. Um, I highly recommend Longmont Potion Castle. It's this guy who has like a scrambler for his telephone and a bunch of, of voice effects, and he just calls numbers repeatedly until the people go insane. <laughs> it's it's a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun. That sounds uh, awesome. Yeah, yeah. I it, a lot of his stuff is up on YouTube. I highly recommend just like checking it out, putting it on. You'll, you, I feel like you'd really enjoy I it. So definitely will. But I, I'm glad you brought those up because I want to share a few of like my like high school and like other pranks because I I do enjoy the the pranks as well. Oh, definitely. Our our area was kind of known for getting a little excessive with the pranks and like especially like the high school senior prank and stuff like that to give a a short example uh not our high school but a high school a couple of towns over one of the kids decided well i think it was a group but they decided that they wanted to leave a mark on the football field so they took pesticide and wrote like class of like 2010 or whatever like from like the 25 yard line to like the other 25 yard line on this football field and it like ruined like $30,000 worth of like grass and like it was it was yeah it was wild but that was like that was like the super extreme we weren't that bad what we did is we it was like a combination of things that like all happened on the same day to create chaos. So we're small town in Ohio. Obviously somebody's a redneck in my high school and obviously like their dad is like a hunter. So one of the things that you can buy at like hunting shops for bait is uh, specific types of animals, urine. Oh. And so the first part of the prank was somebody took like a jar of like deer urine and put it in the like like the air ventilation unit. Oh. So the entire oh. school smelled like deer piss. <laughs> Damn. So they're scrambling trying to figure out where this is at and like where like what the hell's going on and shit like that. And that's when obviously it's a small town high school, obviously there's farmers. So one of the kids that was had like a farm or his dad had a farm, I should say, 
he brought in sheep to the school. And there's like this uh like a like a like hair paint for animals that's like cruelty free it's like got no chemicals in it but it allows you to like mark the animal and he took four sheep and wrote one two three and five and let them loose in the school so they spent the next couple of hours trying to find the fourth sheep oh damn yeah. <laughs> Damn, so that's perfect. <clears throat> so while all this is going on, and I mean the, the the school is chaos. There's like people running from classrooms trying to catch the sheep. The whole place is smell like filled with like deer piss fumes. I mean it's cr- pandemonium. That's when me and my friends, who had just like went to i think i think we went to like walmart or something like that but completely emptied their shelves in baby oil and turned an entire hallway into a slip and slide yo that sounds awesome i want to do that (laughs) that actually sounds awesome Oh, it was amazing, dude. I mean, like, and they like it's like it was like right by the cafeteria, and it was just like this really long stretch of hallway. And I mean, it was probably a good like three or four hundred dollars of baby oil that we dumped out in that hallway. And people were like taking their shirts off and just like sliding down the hallway and like high fiving people. And meanwhile, like there's deer piss fumes filling the high school and sheep are running around. <laughs> like it was, it was. Go ahead, my bad. That's an amazing day. That's an amazing day. Oh, it, it was, it was, it was truly something special. Um, and. I I always had an appreciation for like a good high school prank um or you know any kind of like you know life prank or whatever um you know it's 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 a it's a true skill and it seems like uh you're you're good at it my friend and I, I did not do much you. in I didn't do much in the US to be honest a, a lot of my pranks one of my friends actually moved to India in like what 7th grade I think it was and I still talk to him uh when he went there, he actually went to a boarding school. Um, he got expelled. <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh, shit. They figured out that he uh, set fireworks in a bathroom. <laughs> oh my god! He went in. We didn't. We we didn't actually like. I helped him with this. I didn't go there and help him with it. But uh, like, I I helped. I got him the logistics and helped him figure out how to do it properly. <laughs> And that one he didn't actually get caught for. The, the one he got caught for was much less mundane. It was just like he put plastic wrap over all the toilets. <laughs> that, that, that was one a little bit less mundane, but that, that was a little bit, oh. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The, that, uh, that's an old school one. I, that's that's yeah. funny. That's, like, that's, like, that's a classic right there. I, um, I mean, the, the prank game is like so funny especially here in america with like you know like shows like impractical jokers and obviously like the endless amounts of like 
prank YouTube series and things like that. I mean, it's like such an iconic form of like humor, you know, I guess not even in America, but all over the world. It's, it's because it's so easily translatable. You don't really, you know, need to talk in. It's not like a wordy bit or anything. I, I kind of appreciate it. Um, yeah. I, uh, I, speaking, like, I know I brought it up earlier, but I, uh, I, I do have, like, such an appreciation for the, like, I mentioned Longmont Potion Castle, but there's, a um, there's another one by a guy named Matt Besser, who, uh, was the, like, one of the founders of UCB. And what happened was, is it's called uh, "May I Help You, Dumbass," and it's yeah, prank phone prank humor, but it's like very specific. He moved into an apartment in New York City, and he got like a new phone number, and quickly realized that I think it was like Gateway or somebody like that, like some old school like computer company but they had his telephone number on flyers going around the country by mistake as the phone number to call for tech support oh yes so he just starts fucking with these people and it's it's one of my favorite pieces of comedy. I mean, there's like a really great one where like this guy calls in because his computer is running slow and he just like Matt just like makes the sounds of like he doesn't even ask the guy's name. He just like makes the sounds of like like keyboards clacking or whatever and he goes, "Oh, I know why your computer isn't running very fast. You've been looking at pornography, sir." That's not good for your computer. You can't, you can't look at pornography on your computer. It's going to make it slow. And he's like, I'm not looking at pornography. <laughs> what is this called again? Um, you can check it out. I, I, it might be on YouTube, but I know it's on Spotify for sure. It's called it, – the guy's name is Matt Besser, B-E-S-S-E-R, and it's called May I Help You, Dumbass. It's like this whole album that he put out where it's just basically that concept. Dope. I'm definitely gonna watch this like four times. It's it's pretty fun, and, and like the, there's there's some really good ones in there that uh, I will. It's like especially if like you get other friends into it, it's like a great thing to kind of like insider quote amongst your friends because like there's just so many good quotables from it. Um. All right. On. Uh, let's see here. So we've talked about music, podcasts, Kansas City College, high school. Uh, is there anything that you wanted to, to talk about on the pod or anything like that? Any uh, topics that were uh, uh, not the space for your pod, but you wanted to maybe bring up someplace else? No, really. Honestly, I don't really think of topics at all. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I have other people do that for me. I just talk. I, I'm just a voice. You're 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 the Ryan Seacrest of the group. Oh yeah, Th that's a good way of putting it. I like that. There, yeah. You got to think about it in the positive. You got to think about it in the positive. Um, all right. Well, let me um, let me see here. I was going to ask you. You get into any kind of – I know we've talked about cycling. Uh, I think we might have done that off the pod. But um, 
do you get into anything like other, like, I guess, quote unquote, sports or physical activities besides cycling? Are you like a basketball guy or something like that? I, I used to do a lot of running. I actually didn't learn how to ride a bike till like maybe a year and a half, two years ago. So I used to do a lot of running before then. Hell yeah. Okay. Yeah. I learned to ride a bike really late. I you know why I, apparently according to my dad, when I was like little, I was just too lazy to push the pedals. So <laughs> I, I just kind of got off the bike and walked away with a pouty face. Just like, I don't want to do this. <laughs> That's so awesome. My man, Jack was just like, fuck this. I'm not, this is too much work. <laughs> yes. I love it, man. I love it. Um, did you like play any sports in high school or anything like that? Nope, none at all. I, I played chess. I, I still play a lot of chess. I, I want to get my uh, I want to get a NM title pretty soon, hopefully. Oh, so you're good at chess? Yeah, I play a crap ton of chess, like four or five hours a day at this point. Nice, nice. I, I. Okay, so maybe. I hate to be like that guy, but like, what's your strategy in chess? Because like, I realize it's like a game that you got to definitely take like a lot of time to learn and get like develop a strategy, etc. Oh, but I'm no, also no, 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 no. That's a misconception right there. See, really? yeah, the beginning of chess, like the very first like basics, like you got to control the center, you got to develop your pieces an opening repertoire that stuff it's just like you can learn it in like two hours and you can get good within like five months if you practice hell yeah at that point you can get to like a decent level after that you have to actually study and practice a crap ton to get better but until then it's just like quick progress at the very beginning I see. I see. Do you like at once, like, I guess like after that point is when you start to learn about like offensive strategy and stuff like that. And like, you know, what to do in specific cases. Yeah. At that point, it's like most of chess, it's not like every specific situation. It's like a pattern recognition kind of thing. It's something I just don't, I don't just use it for chess. You can use it in all kinds of things. Like I use it for my business classes and that same pattern recognition skill applies to all kinds of things in life. You just, it's the idea of taking every single like pattern, like say different chess themes, like forks or checks or particular maneuvers that you can do. You take those patterns and then you just put them on the board and you take a look at them and you try and use those patterns to create more patterns. It's I just see. like a really meta thing. Yeah, well, I, I, it's funny because, like, I, I don't know if it's, like, I'm intimidated by it, but I always kind of struggled with it. But then I would play I, – I occasionally will play some, like, turn-based RPG games that are very chess-oriented, like, kind of like uh, SOCOM and shit like that. And I don't do bad at those games. So, like, yeah. I think I c could be decent at chess. I just got to really focus on it, you know? Yeah, it's it's not really that hard to get like a, a level of chess that's pretty equal or much better than most people. The majority of people are not exactly the greatest at chess. 
a lot of people played like when they were a little, but they've forgotten most of it and they're still kind of uh, off at the game. So it's really easy to get better than most people, but getting good is what's hard. I see. Uh, did you, um, so you were saying like you kind of played it like competitively? I have not yet. I will in the future. Ah. But, uh, I, I want to get to the point where I'm very good before I start trying competitively. I want to go in at the top. Do you, do you know about, uh, I'm sure you do. Cause I mean, you're like a chess guy, but have you ever read about like, uh, like I think it was like the eighties and like uh when like America was obsessed with beating Gary Kasparov because oh, like Bobby he... Fisher. Yeah. Yeah. yeah he was yeah. the there there's two big chess booms everybody talks about in history. One of them's actually happening like right now as we speak. Really? It's, yeah. The first big chess boom was with Bobby Fisher, obviously. And that's the popularization of chess like in the US and everything. And after Bobby Fischer, a bunch of people realized they could come to the U.S. and play chess. So uh, the U.S. got really, really, really good at chess after that because um, people just came from across the world. Like now, Grandmasters Wesley So, Hikaru Nakamura. You might actually see Nakamura. He's uh, GM Hikaru on Twitch. He's a really big Twitch streamer. Um, Oh, I think I do know who you're talking about. So wow, so it's it's on like another boom right now. Is I yeah, mean, is it's it on another of... boom. It's because I think Hikaru started it. Hikaru and he brought he brought in a lot of new like beginners, like other streamers and stuff into chess. So then they had like this big competition of a bunch of chess, a bunch of random game streamers pushing in towards chess, like XQC and stuff. You guys have heard of him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so like they brought those people into chess and now chess is becoming much more popular because of that. Lots of people are trying to get into the game and figuring it out. Chess.com is actually helping a lot with that. Shout out to them, by the way. Hell, that's fascinating. I I, you know, I've, I, it's kind of funny because like now that you're saying it, I, I can definitely, like I've seen like, like friends kind of post because i have some friends around where i live who are interested in that and i've seen them kind of post different things uh, about twitch streamers doing that um but i've never actually like sat in one for myself i mean is it is it pretty like serious and there's like not too much talking or are they kind of like talking oh, there's a lot of that- talking uh the begin the there's like two different sets of chess things i don't want to be like an elitist or anything but there's like the higher level chess where it's like harder to understand and you have to be like genuinely good to understand everything. And you're like working towards advancement and that's like national international championships. But then there's like the second level of chess. This is the more popular one right now. The one that's really growing. That's like the beginner level. That's like uh, these chess streamers that are coming into chess. They're bringing a lot of new people to the game and it's getting a lot more exposure to help push the game forward. It's re- it's really great for chess, to be honest. And I those see. those beginner ones, they're so much more. They're I, I'm just telling the truth. They're more fun to watch because uh, people make mistakes in bigger tournaments, grandmasters and stuff. They rarely make mistakes, but in smaller tournaments, there's always drama. Maybe someone will uh, lose their queen the next move because they just forgot or missed something. And it's just, there's always something happening. You don't know what to expect next. 
Wow. Yeah. That's, that's fascinating. I, I can imagine, you know, and uh, that would be pretty, I mean, poker was generally pretty, you know, kind of interesting to watch, uh, you know, in like the, the mid 2000s. So I can definitely see how like uh, chess really growing on Twitch and gathering like a new, new generation of people who are super into it. And I'm, like the way you describe it where it's just kind of like these fun streams where people are you know kind of talking and riffing it out but also playing chess and like you know you get the drama of people fucking up um that's that's champs if you've heard of pong champs there's a big that's a big chess tournament it's a bunch of streamers coming in and it's commentated by other chess streamers and that they have like fifty thousand dollar prize funds and everything those are big championships. They're they're so fun to watch. Oh my god! Damn, that's some serious cash. Yeah. Too. They're not joking around. It, 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 they're real tournaments, and they're pretty awesome. Like they're great to watch. Super fun. That's that's fascinating. I I'll have to check check one of those out. It's Pawn Champs, as you said. Pog Champs. P O G C H A M P S. Honestly, just go on Twitch and go go to chess.com. They have all the details there. Everything's over there. All the latest news, all of it. I'll check that out for sure. For sure. I appreciate the recommendation, my man. Um, all right. Well, let's, uh, let's pivot off of that um, to... I, I know we've talked about, like, you know, music and podcasts and things like that um and you know creativity as well as just hobbies in general um i'll I'll paint a picture and i'll let you like kind of fill in the rest if you will but it's a kind of a rainy like wednesday night and you don't have you know anything to do and there's nothing really going on What's uh what's your first go to for just entertainment? It's either chess. Sometimes uh, I just watch YouTube for hours. Uh, you you know last week tonight. Uh, oh, of course. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I I, I watched that. I, I watched episodes from like five years ago. Sometimes just for the fun of it. Love that show. Shout out to John Oliver, by the way. Awesome dude. I like I I've been following him a long time because he used to pop up on a lot of uh, UK panel shows and he was I mean he was absolutely killer over there I yeah. um he uh and to watch him really kind of grow on you know like last week tonight and all that fun stuff I mean he's became such a powerhouse in this country as far as uh, the kind of uh, news comedy stuff that uh, yeah. is popular. And he, I, I mean, I agree with a lot of his takes. I mean, he's, he's got some good stuff, good stuff. Um, now, when you go down on these holes in YouTube, what's your, what's your big search? Like, what do you like? Do you watch like more chess stuff or do you like, is it like ASMR stuff or like? Let's see. Uh, there's cycling, there's chess. There's a lot of stuff with tech that I watch sometimes. Um Huh. I, I I watch a lot of sitcoms. That that's one thing that I, I it, it might be bad, but I've watched like 16, 17 hours of just sitcoms all day. Uh, what kind of favorite, sitcoms? My favorite show right now is Community. That 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 show is amazing. Community and Brooklyn Nine Nine are my two favorite sitcoms ever. 
Yeah, they're they're yeah. those are funny shows. I mean, uh, Community is hilarious, and uh, um, I mean Brooklyn. I mean, so is Brooklyn Nine Nine. Um, God, I, and and well, and I like watching uh, Community too, just to see uh, young uh, Donald Glover and just like oh yeah, how, yeah, yeah. definitely. He's uh, he 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 was uh, he was funny as hell uh, on that show. Um, Actually, do you want to know a dark story about that show? Oh hell yeah! <laughs> it's I'm gonna tell you this now. It is dark as fuck. Really, dark, really dark. D- darkest show with me. So, I I think it's pretty well known nowadays that like Chevy Chase is a gigantic asshole. Yes, and like I mean I'm sure you've probably read about like some crazy like him just being a dick to people on you know community set as well as other ones yeah but, I, i've read a lot about his conflicts like Don, dan Harmon and stuff yeah yeah now he he's uh there's a reason why he's never been even though he's like one of the iconic performers on snl he's never really been allowed back after a certain point it's because everybody fucking hates him but um Actually, there's a really, really kind of sad and pathetic story about uh, Chevy Chase, like, hounding Lorne Michaels, the creator of SNL, like, basically hounding him at, like, Lorne Michaels' wedding to try to host, like, some night on SNL. And he's like, this is my daughter's wedding. What the fuck is wrong with you? Is he's He's got some shit. But my favorite – well, I don't want to say favorite because it's fucked up, but, like – one of the things that I heard about Chevy Chase from like a bunch of people have kind of, I think, verified it at this point, but I guess he would walk around the set of community and say the N word. Really? Oh, damn. Yeah. Yeah. That's and, not, that, that's not a good thing. <laughs> that's a very well, it, bad thing. And it gets worse because Donald Glover called him out on it and was like, Hey man, you know, that's not cool. You can't do that. That's not cool at all. And I guess Chevy Chase had the audacity to look at Donald Glover and go, nah, man, it's cool. Richard Pryor gave me permission years ago. Like, no, yeah, no, that's so wrong. Oh my God. Yeah. And, and like one, don't be saying that word, obviously, but two, like, don't pull out that, like, dusty-ass hood pass as your excuse to do fucked-up shit. Like, who the fuck do you think you are? Yeah, like, if someone asks you not to do it, just don't do it. I mean, like, come on. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, like, that's, that's a pretty, like, that's a very divisive thing to have such a strong stance on Chevy Chase. So, yeah, he's a, uh, but I... I never let him ruin community for me because Joel McHale's amazing and Donald yeah. Glover and like, I don't want to be like a simp on the pod, but like, Oh my God, like Alison Brie is so beautiful in that show, dude. Oh, yes. Like I, I'm not going to go too deep in it, but uh, hats off Alison Brie. This shout out to you. Um, but um, yeah, I, uh, I have an appreciation for the sitcom as well. Um, my, my sitcoms tend to be more British oriented 
in fact, knowing that you like sitcoms, I really, really heavily recommend Peep Show because that's like, it's a sitcom, but it's definitely their version of a sitcom. And it's very, very specific. It's like, like the reason why it's called Peep Show is it's shot entirely from first person perspective. And that actually sounds fun. Yeah. And you hear the dialogue between the characters and well, I should say it's all it's first person perspective from two people, the main characters, Mark and Jeremy, but they not only do you hear like them speaking to each other or other people, you hear what their subconscious thoughts are as well. So it explores the idea of what we say versus what we think and how there's like sometimes a very huge difference between the two. And it's, it's one, like, it's a masterpiece, my dude. I highly recommend, especially. How do you spell it? Is it, is it P E P E like Pepe or is it like P E P P E P yep. Peep show. Um, I, I'm almost positive it's on Hulu, um, and I'm sure you could probably find, uh, you know, maybe clips of it on YouTube or something. But yeah, um, I, I, it's 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 a good show to just kind of uh, sit on the couch and watch like five or six episodes and just really get into it. It's it's a lot of fun. Honestly, I'm probably gonna spend tomorrow night just watching this for hours <laughs> I, I i think you would enjoy i i really do and i uh i i think that it'll definitely give you an intro into like kind of modern british humor and where it's at so you can see you mm-hmm. know what you like and then like kind of grow from there um and get into you know other things that's, I always, that's my favorite thing about getting into new stuff is when you find something that you really like and then you start clicking the Wikipedia pages and you're like, oh shit, so they did this and then I can listen to that and I can watch this and it's just like. Yeah, it's, there's an infinite amount of content. It's awesome. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. It's so much fun. Um, all righty. Well, that is, that is that i think is a pod right there my friend yeah i i think uh i think we're getting close to like a little over an hour i believe um or at least like somewhat close to it um i'll do like a little closing outro and then uh we'll call it a day this has been an absolute blast yeah thank Um, you so much oh for sure well and um do you have social media my man uh, our podcast is not out yet. We are still working on it. We want to get a few episodes in the bank so we're able to record them and release them to everyone consistently at a good rate. So we are on Instagram at that pointless podcast, but there's nothing set up there yet. <laughs> but you guys can go check it out and follow us if you want. Sure. Um, I you know I'll I'll definitely follow you. Is well, I was going to ask is like I usually 
how I usually do it is I like make the episode covers for my podcast and stuff like that. And then I usually do like a post on Instagram. Um, do you want me to just tag that pointless podcast Instagram page or do you want me to tag your personal page? Like, um, you can tag that pointless podcast. I'm probably going to get the podcast page set up this weekend. So should be chill. Okay. Okay, cool. That, that sounds excellent. Um, I'll I'm gonna a- I'll ask one last question and then we'll do the outro and we'll be ready to you know basically ready to rock and roll if you will. Okay. Um. Okay. So one of the things that I ask usually at the end of the podcast is some specific uh things that like as far as like culture that are specific to the state that you're in um all that kind of fun stuff um you know just things that are famous that popped up from your area if you will so i i can either do nebraska or like omaha specifically or kansas city but i usually like to you know just uh you know, kind of get your hot takes on uh, some Nebraska culture as well as, like, I, we can do Kansas City and all that fun stuff. I don't really know that much about Kansas City or Nebraska, if I'm just being honest. I I, I lived in Omaha for, what, like 17 years? Okay. Nearly, I'll, I'll, I, I didn't really involve with the culture at all. Like, I rarely went to big – like large city functions or anything. And I didn't really watch Huskers games because I didn't really watch football. So I feel it. Yeah. Okay. All right. All right. Well, I will. Um... Okay. Let I could the... do something on Indian culture though. That I know a fair bit about. Indi- India culture. Yeah. If you really want uh, that, I can push forward too. Okay, I can actually I might be able to like work with a little bit of that. Um I uh yeah, all right. So we'll that's actually sounds kind of fun. I'll do another take like uh just kind of introing into the segment and then we'll uh you know kind of uh go from there if you will. Yeah, you got it. All right. So uh closing out the pod, Jack, we usually ask a a series of questions about uh you know some cultural things that are you know from where you're from specifically and uh you know we were going to do india since you seem to have a lot of familiarity from there since you know you came from there and that's where uh, uh a lot of your cultural references come from i uh i wanted to ask you about like i'll start basic and then we'll kind of get a little bit deeper um so you were talking about edm artists earlier what are some good indian edm artists like who's like who's like topping the charts in indian edm right now okay so right now uh a lot of indian edm artists actually do their songs in english uh when chime at toast is really good uh wcmt when chime at toast their 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 songs are awesome they're like it's like a, it's like EDM, but like chill. If you know what I mean. Oh, 
Oh, like, is it kind of like chill wave or it's like super relaxed, some kind of down tempo? It's not down tempo, but it's not like loud and blasting EDM either. Oh, I see. I see. Their songs are, most of them are in English. They have some in uh, Malayalam, which is actually my native language. Um, That's from Kerala. The whole band is from Cochin. They're... It, 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 their songs are pretty awesome it, I, I've set their songs as my alarm for the past like four months now <laughs> nice nice so if I if I to use like kind of uh, like kind of more mainstream American EDM artists is it is it closer to more like a like a pretty light sound or like an Odessa sound or something like that or is it like like lighter than that or heavier than that I'm, I'm I'm not really sure. <laughs> um, oh, okay. Well, I, I, uh, I hi- it depends on the song. Some of their songs, like uh, their latest one, uh, when I feel when we feel young, and their other one, maybe I can fly. Those are a little bit more upbeat. But then they have songs like uh, Niara, which means uh, "Who are you?" And that mm-hmm. that song is like all in Malayalam. That's a little bit more like slower kind of thing oh yeah is that is that the song you like 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 dance to with like a pretty lady that type of vibe no not that type (laughs) of vibe but it's like in the middle it's like in the middle of there and like basic edm it's like in the it's like in the middle of there yeah okay so like that song is very famous okay okay so it's it's not a it's not a ballad but it's not a rager also okay yeah all right all right um that's that's really that's really cool. I'll have to definitely check out some of that stuff. I'm always, you know, looking for new music, and obviously our listeners like to listen to new stuff as well. Um, so, who I gotta ask because, um, I mean, I've definitely I'm a big film guy. So I do appreciate like all different types of cinema through Reddit. I like joined like a film club years ago. We'd watch like, you know, we'd like host a room and like do like Japanese samurai films from the thirties or, you know, like Indian films or, you know, Iraqi. Bollywood. Yeah. Yeah. Bollywood. Yeah. Excuse me. My bad. Um, But um, you, I, who are like the like, like biggest like names as far as like actor and actress in like Bollywood cinema right now. Okay. Who's like the uh, Tom Cruise and like the, you know, the, the Angelina Jolie or whatever. I'm, I'm not sure about Indian celebrities, but I can name some really good movies. Uh, okay. Three idiots. If you haven't watched that, that's a classic. I'm, I'm just being honest. You, you got to watch three idiots. That's a classic Indian movie classic nice. indian comedy great movie uh there's this new movie out by amita bachan he's a big indian actor that's called uh it's called vazir it means queen it's a movie that involves a lot of chess it's actually it's it's so cool it's a great movie the plot is so twisty and is, then is there's that more uh, of like a drama or a comedy yeah that's or? more of like a drama it's more of like a drama action movie kind of thing oh and okay. then that sounds cool there's a great comedy called Jiruwa 2, probably my favorite movie ever that I've ever watched. An amazing movie. Um, 
Jidawa 1 is really old. I've, I've never seen it, but Jidawa 2 is great. It was released in like 2018. Don't remember who the actors were, but the, the movie is so funny. Oh my God. There's this one scene. It's, it's about like two twins who are like connected, but they got separated at birth. But when they come near each other, uh, when they move or get hurt, they feel each other's pain and make similar motions. So it's like a it's like a weird rom com, but it's hilarious. <laughs> that that sounds kind of interesting, but not, I'll have to check that out. Not to spoil anything, but there's this one scene where the dude is in the airport and uh, you just like somebody punches his brother like in the dick and then he just feels it in the middle of the airport and he's just shaking like a crazy person it looks like he's jacking <laughs> off in a weird way it's hilarious it's amazing that sounds awesome <laughs> that sounds cool as hell i um yeah send i for sure send me a message after this with like some of the uh some of these recommendations and I'll send you one as well. Uh, one, cause he seemed like a cool guy. Like I'd love to keep in contact Thank with you. you. Yeah, um, definitely. Definitely. And two, you know, uh, I always love sharing the culture. Um, uh, I'll ask one last like question, a part of this. Um, so like who is like the hot Indian celebrity? Like, whether it be like guy or girl, you know, whatever your tastes are, I'm, I'm not judgmental at all, but who's like, who were like the like Indian celebrities that people were like, Oh my God, they are the most beautiful people. Um, so I don't actually look into celebrities that much, but I do know that my mom is obsessed with Shark. I'm just, I'm just being honest. It was like her obsession says she was like six. Uh, it's so weird. She's been obsessed with this actor named Shah Rukh Khan for a very long time. He made a great movie oh. called Fan, if you want to watch that. that's It's on Amazon Prime, I think. Great movie. Shah Rukh Khan? I, yeah. I, I, I don't I'm looking at him right now. I, is it, I, think I, I think this might be... It, does he go by... Yeah, I think this might be the dude. Um, whoa, my man's got $600 million. Holy shit. <laughs> Damn. You got, you got to take that $600 million and you got to put it in Indian money where you multiply it times like, what, 76 is the exchange rate? So he's like, he's like a billionaire over there. I'm just being honest. Holy shit. He's like incredibly rich. Oh my. Yeah, I didn't even think about that. Yeah, he's... 600 million USD is like a crap ton of Indian money. Oh, wow. That's, That's incredible. Hats off to this guy. Seems like a handsome fellow. And man, he's got a... He's got a hell of like... Like a roster here. Like he's got a... Like all these, like, like what looked like all these films are like super high reviewed. Like this mm. guy seems legit. He's a classic actor. Oh, and there's also another Indian actor. Uh, one of my friends has six fingers. Uh, this actor also has six fingers. His name is Rithik Roshan. Okay. I don't know. I, I don't really know much about him other than the fact that he has six fingers. But, <laughs> you know, it is it it, it is what it is. <laughs> 
Wow. Yo, and uh, shout out to uh, Shah Rukh Khan. Um, I am checking, like, he's a handsome fellow, and, like, not to be that guy, but, like, man, he, he has got an absolute looker for a wife. Like, she is absolutely gorgeous. Wow. Yeah, this whole family is, like, fucking prettier than, like, every, like, like, it's so funny because, like, I'm looking at, like, these people, and then I think about, like, the people, like, I live around, and obviously these are, like, the best of the best because they're, like, celebrities or whatever, but, like, I just think about all the, like, English assholes that live around me who just, like, kind of look like extras in a Charles Dickens novel. It's incredible. Yeah. There's, uh, I'm, I'm trying to remember the name of that one, there's one comedy actor who's really good in Malayalam comedy. Uh, I think it's Suraj Venjaram Mudu. I don't, I don't even know how to pronounce his name. As for what I've heard, he's really great in comedy. Um, yeah. I oh, here's that film you were talking about, Fan. Oh, that movie is amazing. Yeah, I like the, the See, cover. It's great cool as hell. Yeah. It's about... Uh, so there's one guy... So Shah Rukh Khan actually plays both the fan and the actor. So the actor is like really famous and this fan has been obsessed with him his whole life. And uh, one time he goes to meet him and he does something weird. He does something wrong. And the two end up getting into a conflict. So then the fan ends up becoming a huge problem and he causes a lot of conflict in the uh, other dudes or in the actor's life. And it's like a whole mess. It's, it's, it's such a good movie. Whoa. Yeah, I will definitely check this out. This looks pretty cool. This looks pretty cool. All right. Well, on that note, Jack, I think it's time to close out the podcast. It's been yeah. an excellent ep- episode for you. Yeah. Um, I want to say uh, anytime you uh, want me back on your pod or want to come on my pod, seat's always open for you. Just let me know. And we'll oh, get yeah. you on here. Okay. Thank you. Have a great day, man. Definitely. And on that note, folks, Junkhead is out.